Anyways, I would like to hear the story that you were you were going to tell me. Yeah, everyone, welcome to the Retro Breakdown. Um, we were That's just discussing why we're going to try to, uh, if you're a longtime listener used to our two and two and a half hour podcasts, uh, we're going to try to shorten that to like one, one and a half for a couple of reasons. One, we're both really busy and are going to have other life stuff to do. So doing shorter podcasts is a lot easier for us. We, um, we, we, we did say we were doing this last week and then did a poor job of... It was, in fact, a one hour, and it wasn't even the shortest podcast that month. You know what I mean? Like, we, we, we can't stop talking. We're, we're, we're almost going to try timers, but not quite. I'm just going to, I'm just going to watch the, I'm just going to watch the timer a lot more closely than I have been. Because I have the timer running in front of me, so I know how long it's been recording. Uh, so I, I oh, yeah. know exactly where we are in the podcast. Uh, interesting. You know, I, I've never... I've never, I usually just start talking and then all of a sudden I look at the clock. I'm like, oh, it's five o'clock. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I have a timer running. Like it has been two minutes and 18, 19, 20 seconds ah. since, <laughs> since we started this podcast. We haven't talked about anything yet. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to, we're going to try to, uh, we're going to try to keep things a little more compact, a little more one, because we're busy. And having more time in the day to do things is a lot easier for us. Two, because this is a podcast and they're not really supposed to be two hours long. Yeah, we're, we're having a hard time telling you why we're making them shorter. <laughs> so this is why we're trying to shorten this them. This is up. literally the point. So uh, Tom <laughs> jumped on and was like, how are you doing? And I was like, I chipped a tooth. <laughs> and then was talking about, I was telling a long story about how that happened. Which started, he was like, what did you do? And I was like, I bit down, on, I bit down on silverware. And he's like, oh, that sucks. Yes. Um, yes. I, the pain, it just like radiated through me. Just so it doesn't actually it. hurt. No, but just that the biting of the, the silverware part so much, not so much the, 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 the tooth. It I don't is know the, how to relate to that. The tooth yeah, part. it was, it was unpleasant, obviously biting down and like, and then, li and then there's that sort of like crunch that's not supposed to be there. <laughs> Oh, there's yeah, there's a little extra substance in your food. Yep, there's a little, there's a little, little crumbly material. Um, yeah, and I'm, and I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but anytime I bite down, it's like, oh, there is now a dental problem, because it's happened a couple times in my life. Okay. Um, it's yeah, either it's a it's a pain or it's like it's like this where I bite down and something just sort of crumbles and it's like that's tooth, isn't it? <laughs> or I lose a filling or something like that. Um, I, you know, I'm so happy I don't have to, I don't have fillings. Well, yet if you know, cause that, that's that really impressive, seems, honestly. Yeah. That seems, that seems really painful to not necessarily painful, but just sort of one of those moments of, Oh my God. <laughs> now is it this I'm dealing with? Yeah, no, that's really what it is. And it's like, it actually makes me like sick to my stomach. <laughs> no, it's why? like my, my whole stomach just kind of falls Mm. And I'm just like, and I break out into a little bit of like a cold sweat and I'm just like, oh yeah, oh no, now it's this, now we're dealing with this. So this is a story about, uh, this I started story. this story by saying I'm an idiot and then talking about HelloFresh. Yeah. Those things are not really directly related, but allow me to explain. Uh, so here's, here's the situation. We, uh, Jesse and I have been doing, uh, have been ordering meals from Factor, which is basically, I, I'm pretty sure they're like a HelloFresh, um, 
I don't say like spin-off company, but it's like one of their other services. Um, HelloFresh is the is the meal delivery kit where they send you sort of a pre-curated bag of ingredients and a recipe, and you kind of pick that stuff out, and you're like, okay, I'm gonna cook this thing. You know, mm-hmm. cook this recipe, this recipe, this recipe. They send you a bag with all the ingredients in it, and you just go. Uh, neither of us have had a ton of time lately, so it's even though like HelloFresh is fairly easy to cook as recipes in general go sure uh we just haven't had time and it's been a lot easier to not have to worry about it so makes sense uh we started doing factor which is essentially just meals that show up and you put them in the refrigerator and then when you're ready to eat them it's a little plastic tray with uh with like a, a plastic cling rack uh cling wrap over the top and you poke holes in it like you're making a TV dinner because it's basically a fancy TV dinner. And you pop it in the microwave for about two, three minutes. And then it's ready and it's really surprisingly good for a for a microwave meal. Yeah, I'm about it. I'm about this life. Yeah, it's been good. Um, So here is an, an unexpected side effect of that happening. Uh, <laughs> since we're not cooking. Yes. We're also not really going through a whole lot of dishes like uh, okay. at all yeah yeah you don't need to you not you not you don't have to you know wash things if you're not using them so instead of having to do the dishes every day or two it's been like maybe twice a week but you awesome. know what we run out of before we before anything else i'm going to get silverware silverware so that has led me to do things like hey I've got some, uh, I've got some freezer waffles, some, uh, some, some good old Eggos. They're not Eggos. They're like off-brand Eggos from Aldi, but still. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? We don't have any goddamn forks. So I'm going to eat these waffles with a butter knife. Sure. Yeah. Just kind of, <laughs> just kind of like cut it, spear it, stick it in my mouth. So I bit down on the knife. <clears throat> you're too excited to, to too excited to eat the, the food I bit down on the knife and there was a crunch and now I'm missing a small but noticeable amount of tooth enamel on my front tooth <sighs> and that happened about 45 minutes ago so then I broke out into the whole sweat and my stomach dropped and my tongue can't stop running over it being like, oh, God, it's gone. Oh, God, it's gone. Oh, God, it's gone. And uh, that's basically been my morning so far. So how are you? Uh, I'm, I did I'm not... Time Wanderer, by the way. I chipped a tooth. <laughs> if only you could wander back in time. Right. <laughs> the other side of this you... is like we... Uh, We've been, like, not real happy with our dentist that we've been going okay. to for a while. Um, and they're also, like, across town because we started going to them before we moved. Sure, yeah. So this is now going to uh, fast forward the process of, like, we should find a new dentist. It is time. It is now time. It was time anyway because we were, like, due for cleanings and stuff. But now it's, yeah. like, now I have, like, a real strong reason to get in gear and do that. I, I really like the the dentist by or that we go to where we live it's they're super friendly they're super efficient they use this um i don't know if it's standard or not but you know how they usually have like the metal 
tool that they then poke your gums and scrape your teeth with and stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So they use, like, a water thing now. Oh. It's like a super high pressure water. You know, like, you know what a water pick is? Yeah, yeah, I have one. So, it, yeah, it's it's kind of like that, except obviously way more intense. Um, and that's all they use. They, like, spray it around your teeth, and you're done in, like, ten minutes. Interesting. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's more comfortable for you. It's more comfortable for us. We don't poke your gums or scrape anything or, you know, all those little oopsies. All that's gone, and it's really fast and simple. Yeah, that's and interesting. I, I, I like it. I don't know. At first, I didn't like it because my one tooth is – some of my teeth are a little sensitive to, like, extreme – cold or hot yeah mine too yeah and the pressure felt really weird like the first time i did it i, I you know how you, you get those little like the little like your eyes start to water and you're like i'm not crying at all it must be must be raining in here yeah um but it was it was just like a little bit of like too much like oh that feels that feels weird yeah and yeah yeah i get it not yep. sure i'm a fan but the second time like i was kind of i was a little bit Maybe dread's too big of a word, but I definitely wasn't looking forward to going again. Yeah. And the second time, it was way better. It had no pain at all. So I don't know what the heck was going on. I don't know if my, maybe your teeth change. It would just be like a tolerance thing. Sure, Like you're used to it, so it's like, okay, it's not so bad now. Or it could just be the, you know, the skill of the user. True, it could be user or it could be maybe maybe like a degree or two difference in the temperature of the water hitting your tooth at a certain i mean like who knows right like i don't understand how the body works yeah why things do the way what they do you know sometimes sometimes you're like yeah that's a great idea sometimes you're like that's a bad idea it's just how it goes i don't know yeah but so so i'm i'm really thankful for neither of us are medical professionals in the slightest no 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 (laughs) <laughs> Nor do we really want to be. I've never, I've never looked at medicine as like, oh yeah, that seems great. I'd love to do that. I have been around it, uh, like growing up and stuff, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be a. I'm very I'm, squeamish. I'm not gonna be a doctor, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm very squeamish about like body stuff. <laughs> So um, I'm squeamish like I'm sitting here still sweating because every couple of every couple of seconds, I'll let my tongue run over my front tooth and be like, yep, still jagged. <laughs> you know, uh, so 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 my my dad was uh, he, he was a he was a general surgeon. So it was like everything from he, he liked to say it was from the nuts to the nipples. Well, he didn't <laughs> like to say that he used to say it when he was a kid. And my mom told me my parents are divorced. And so my mom said that that's what he used to joke about. I never heard him say that ever. But that is what he said. <laughs> <as a kid. laughs> when he was going. To I, medical I school. love that where it's like, oh, you know what he always says. He never <laughs> says that. Right. <laughs> Nobody says that. Stop trying to make that happen. But but sometimes um, the sometimes, you know, at, at breakfast, he'd have like work folder and it'd just be open it's like dad i don't i don't need to see a first person view of somebody's like bowel track like put that away <laughs> right in front of my salad yeah, like i mean cereal and there's just kind of like a manila folder with a bunch of like you know human innards in there yeah 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 <laughs> no thanks dad no thanks. i mean i suppose it like i just think it takes a certain type of person and if you're someone who is like not really bothered by that stuff then it just becomes so the whole your whole interaction with it becomes just so workmanlike. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think for some people, it just doesn't phase them. Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, it just like you don't even look at it as being something that 
is like, oh, maybe other people wouldn't like to see this. Like, you're yeah. not even thinking of it like that because it's just like what it's just it's just work stuff. Right. And and one and one time I went to I went with him to work and the person that he was doing a scope on, which, you know, it's like a camera up some yeah, dude, yeah. you know, backside. Mm-hmm. And uh, the person that was getting it done was like, yeah, it's fine. You know, I don't mind if your son is watching the camera because I fair, you know, you sort of got to ask that. <laughs> and yeah, I, I would in, hope so. I was in the the other room. I wasn't like actually in the room where it was happening. It was like on the camera, but you could like see both things. Right. And oh, yeah. Yeah, at yeah. one point, I, I don't know, my face must have just been completely white because uh, the nurse, a nurse came over and was like, hey, honey, I think you're going to, why don't we step over here? It seems like she didn't say it this way, but she's like, I'm pretty sure you're going to fall, you know, pass the fuck out. Because yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're, you're wobbling and you're, you have no color in your body. Yeah. <laughs> and I was positive. For why sure. don't you get some fresh air? Yeah. You know, you don't have to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah i don't want to do this for a living for sure yep (laughs) yeah i never had an experience where i was traumatized out of it (laughs) i I don't know i won't call it a trauma but it was certainly a moment of i don't want this (laughs) but uh but I, i certainly can i i certainly can identify with the the whole feeling of like yeah no this like, I think it was just like watching a medical show and I was like, why would anyone want to actually do this for a living by choice? Yeah, hey, I'm right there with you. I'm it a, is like, I am, and let me say, I'm thankful for those that do. I have the, uh, it's, it's the same way that I feel about being a parent in yeah, sure, that, sure. in that it is because I have so much respect and awe for the people who actually choose to do it and i respect the amount of like the amount of work and sacrifice that it takes to do that job it's because i have respect for that that i don't want to do it Mm -hmm. like i know it's a lot and i know it's difficult i recognize those things i don't want that for myself (laughs) yeah no i know exactly what you mean it's 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 really it's there are some jobs or some um paths in life that you can look at and be thankful that they, someone else is able to do them and know yep. for yourself you know hey that's not for me or it's not for me at the moment or whatever it is right i don't know yep. and, and that's okay you can change you can you can have opinions today that change tomorrow that's true too that's true too but anyway i gotta go find a dentist for my chip tooth that's a that's a bummer you know uh the 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 this has nothing to do with any of this, but the Ninja That's Turtles. That's fine. I was trying to segue out of it. Okay. The Ninja Turtles Cowabunga Collection came out and I played. I was just going to ask you what you're playing this week. Yeah. I, I, so I've I've only played through the Hyperstone Heist, which was the Sega Genesis kind of shoot off of Turtles in Time that they weren't allowed to port over because I think Nintendo had the like control of the Turtles in Time uh like the license agreement to have it on a console or something like that. Yeah. Licensing sure. is weird. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's not like they own the license, but it was like, Oh, yeah, we'll obviously. have it on a console, but it's this, I don't know. I'm not really sure. So they had to make hyperstone heist, which is definitely inferior to turtles in time, but I have a soft spot for it because, um, at my mom's house, I had a Genesis at my dad's, I had the super Nintendo. So I had both games, but I was able, I, my mom let me play games as much as I want. And my dad had to wait really strict time limit. So I ended up playing hyperstone heist a lot more. So it was, that makes sense fun to uh it was it was fun to go through it again and there's it's 
kind of weird because only four of the games have online play, which uh, seems like an odd thing to do. But yeah. the the bonus stuff in the game is so cool. They have like they have extremely high quality um, prints of all of the game materials, like the box, la, the the manuals. They even have all of like the advertisements that were in magazines and stuff. So oh, that's can, cool. Yeah, so I was like looking through and be like, oh my god, I remember that that the the Raphael coming out of the the sewer, the manhole cover in the middle of the living room advertisement, and it's like, holy crap, this is so cool. <laughs> so they have all this really fun promo material. They have all of the songs on, and it's it's they don't just list the songs. It's like you pick a cassette of that game and then you put it into like you know the tape player, the tape deck, and, yeah. and that's awesome. And one thing I never knew. So I was I played through the game online with a friend, and we got to the credit scene. And he's like, hey, you know the song? It's it's from Turtles Coming Out of Their Shell. And we were listening to just like, holy crap, I never knew, I never put that together. But you're, it is. The the music from the credits is like the main song from the Turtles Coming Out of Your Shell, the 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 live musical that we talked about a while, a couple yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, during, uh, I don't remember what podcast it was. Yeah, but yeah. me neither. But it, that was, it was such, I just, I never knew that was a thing. I, I, and it's weird because I always kind of, the, the, I like the song, it's catchy. I was like, yeah, I don't know where it's, I, I just put it with Turtles and that's just what it was. But it was <laughs> the live action Turtle or, well, not even live action. It's live performance Turtles. I don't know. You know what podcast it might've been that we talked about that? Nope. <laughs> I bet you it was Pokemon Puzzle League. Oh yeah, probably. Because Pokemon yeah, no, Puzzle League does the same thing. It had to have been because we talked about uh, the Four B, Kids album. The, yeah, the, yeah, yep. That I listened to a bunch, and then you probably were like, "Yeah, I had one of those for Ninja Turtles." Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that, and then then I looked it up on Amazon, and the Two B Kids or Two whatever the Two B Two B Master or something. Number Two, <laughs> Letter B, Letter A, Word Master. Yeah, yeah, specifically. That's on Amazon. So then I listened to that and I, <laughs> I listened to it for, you know, I, I definitely listened to it a couple more times that day once I realized it was there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. no, I've, I've been playing Turtles, the Turtles game. Well, I played some of the, I, I maintain that some of those songs are legitimately good, but most of them are just cringe. I mean, they're probably good because of nostalgia. Yeah. Like, it's probably all of the warm, fuzzy feelings that are associated with whatever you felt like as a kid, right? Yeah, and some of the songs, some of the songs are like the nostalgia can overcome the cringe, and some of them are like, no, the cringe is too strong. The cringe, the cringe is just too strong. With it's this one. too strong, cannot overcome it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Did I play anything else? This week, uh, Leticia started an interactive. She likes playing like the kind of point and click adventures or interactive novel stuff. Okay. On PS4, so she played. She's playing one called Chicken Police. Um, I have not heard of this. Please go. Not, please continue. I have not heard of it either. It's basically animal heads. Okay. Um, on top of human bodies, and it's like a really cheesy, fairly poorly written noir story, but it's like on purpose bad you know if and then you yeah have to no i i'm getting that i'm getting the sense of that and you have to like interrogate people and if you do a really terrible job you get an award called the frank drebin award which is the name of um uh, uh yeah Wesley. naked gun yeah yes <laughs> mr mr i don't know movies get out of here come on if you, that's 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 kind of 
a, a, a fairly particular movie reference. I, I guess if you have I TV specifically on, really like comedy and parody movies. So oh, like, okay, okay. So like, Naked Gun is like it's those right are there. movies that I actually sought out. Yeah, I love I love Wrongfully Accused a lot too. I mean, same exact. Videos. I have not seen that one. It's really, it's just. I don't even know. It probably hasn't aged very well, but I remember enjoying it a lot as a kid. It's just Leslie Nelson's, you know, a dumb detective type person. Again, that walks through everything. I, I love that he was, you know, originally a very serious actor. I then, know, right? And that's absolutely not his legacy now at all. No, because after Airplane, that's why that's why his role in the movie Airplane was funny, is that he had been previously known as a serious actor, and then he's in this dumb comedy Airplane where he's still playing his very serious role to a point like to a fault where it doesn't make any sense like you know surely don't call me or don't call me oh yeah or whatever. yeah um and i've never seen airplane either actually that's that's it's 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 that's another one of those i feel like if you like the <laughs> naked gun movies you would enjoy airplane and wrongfully accused in those movies at least a little bit i and, and although i do imagine there are a group of people that's like no that's the wrong type of that humor yeah <laughs> or something no i get what you're saying though it's like they they fall within the same basic genre mm -hmm. of like you know dumb dumb genre parody yeah because it's <laughs> i mean at this point he's got such a he's got such a legacy at this point that like leslie nielsen movie is practically its own genre <laughs> it's true how cool how cool to be able to 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 have that kind of hold on uh on, on yourself and the and 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 like the movies you were a part of and stuff right it's kind of it's arnold schwarzenegger did for a while but even that's kind of less so now right like in terms yeah of, other like other people have done movies that he would have been known for at the time mm -hmm. yeah you know like <laughs> it's funny would we call it a character action movie <laughs> yeah yeah because it's ba like, that's basically what it is right yeah it's like the equivalent, like, if you talk about a character action game like a Devil May Cry or a Bayonetta that is basically <laughs> focused on one badass main character just wiping out rooms full of people effortlessly. Yep. It's the same thing. Yeah, you're right. It's the same genre of movie. Like, there's different, there's different styles of it. There's, like, you know, there's the one where it's, it's all, like, sort of Rambo firearm based. And then there's, like, the martial arts types movies. <laughs> So there's like different flavors, sure. but like the character action movie is like, I've never heard that referred to. So I don't know if that's something that people call it, but it totally works. It does. <laughs> that's fun. But yeah, I mean like, you know, other, I, I think of like, I don't know who really is doing it now because it feels like they've just unearthed all of the old 80s action movies and started making action movies with them again. Yeah. But like for a time, Jason Statham was like, oh, yeah, 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 for sure. He was kind of like the new Schwarzenegger in terms of or Seagal. Yeah, well, Seagal was kind of popular at the same time uh, as Schwarzenegger. He was. Well, yeah, Seagal and Van Damme and, and Van Damme and stuff. Yeah, then yeah. Van Damme did like parody van damme and, and and sylvester stallone i think is the only one that's missed the memo <laughs> that, that it's okay you don't hey you don't have to play the same character anymore. you can stop it's okay you can you can stop now you know what's <laughs> weird about stallone 
What? Is that I feel kind of bad for him because if you go back and watch Rocky One, which is like his whole, his whole like big. His work got started and everything. Yeah, right? it's his big debut. It's how he it's how he pulled himself out of the porn Adrian. industry. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know that he directed that movie, but I know he wrote it. I think something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, And it's like you don't think about it now because of the reputation that Rocky has now as this like, you know, big American dumb boxing hero. Mm hmm. And. The way that Rocky three and Rocky four just completely jump the shark and move into and move into like absurdist territory. It's like Rocky Rocky fights the communists. Rocky punches aliens. But like if you really go back to the first movie, that is just like that pushes all of that stuff aside. And the first Rocky movie is really just an excellent kind of gritty story about this absolute piece of shit loser just trying to like turn his life around a little bit and find something like find some kind of value in himself yeah i mean spoilers he doesn't even win i mean yeah it's like but it doesn't matter because because that's not the point the point is like he was really able to like bring himself together and apply himself to something instead of just kind of, you know, toiling in this sort of organ, like organized crime. Like, I think he's working as like a repo man or a, isn't he just a, doesn't he just pack meat? Well, he, that's like, that happens later. He gets like a legitimate job, but I think the movie starts out with him being like a, oh, I don't he's remember. like a thug. He's like it's a thug so for hire. Long. I like feel a, bad. Like we don't know. Cause I feel like we're talking about <laughs> punch out and, like it's rocky and wow i don't I didn't even intend that i know it's it's that was a good that was a smooth accidental transition yeah yeah or not transition but i mean we don't have, we don't have to go that fast <laughs> it's i mean we're already a half hour in it doesn't feel like it but wow really yeah yeah it goes quick man but yes yes the, anyway the, the point i'm making is like there is like there's a lot about um rocky 1 that doesn't really like it doesn't really come through in the rest of the movies because it focuses so much on Rocky being this unbeatable superhero from like three onward. Yeah. And like everything is about just glorifying what a legend he is. But one is very much not about that. One is about some loser trying to like keep his keep his like completely broken life piece together long enough to do something he can be proud of for the first time in his life man i am i don't remember the the i i'm having such a hard time remembering what he did where where, where like in the beginning like if he was because i i literally thought he was just like a a, a dude that worked at a meat plant that he gets that job something. i think later when he's trying to like when he basically when he's trying to write the ship. Yeah, yeah, because he's that's like, what, I'm going to pick up a legitimate job because I, I think, think you're he's, right because he wants to be training. And he's like, well, hey, if you want to if you want me to train, you got to put your life together or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that when he starts out, I think he is literally just like kind of a punk. Well, he's fighting. He's a boxer. He is. A, he is a legitimate boxer. Sure. Yeah. But he's fighting in these like. Yeah, I think you're I think he's like a, maybe he's like a 
Yeah, maybe you're right. These maybe low like rent a, underground right. boxing boxing rings, and I think it, his side job is either being like a repo man or like a, a thug debt collector. Yeah, like a yeah yeah working that for sounds... like a working for like a an organized crime. Like not like a not like the actual organized mob, just some like local yeah, some, mm-hmm. some local loan shark or something like that. Yeah, just a small businessman. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just an honest <laughs> Philadelphia businessman. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you're you're correct. It's just weird how my memory. I, I guess I only saw the movie one time, and it was in college for like a film class thing. Yeah, because I don't. And I, I I didn't realize he didn't win at the end. I was like, whoa, cool. That's neat. That's like what a cool yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's still like it's the good writing there is like it's still a victory for him. Because his goal wasn't to win because he's so much of an extreme underdog. That would have been ridiculous. It was just to prove that he's. Yeah, he made it. It's just to prove that he's worth it. Like prove it to himself that he doesn't just get like blown up in in two rounds and he actually has some value. And he's really just trying to prove that to himself. Wow. I, I this is this truly is an incredible transition into the game, but I feel like we should at least do mail. Well, I just wanted speaking of uh speaking of fighting, I just wanted to say I'm playing a lot of Rumbleverse and I'm really liking it. Oh yeah, that's the one you wanted to play, right? The one where you're, it's like a goofy battle royale thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's basically like wrestling Fortnite. <laughs> it's fun though. It's super fun. Like Are you playing it on what are you playing it on? Uh it is well, I think it's on uh, I think it's on PlayStation and Xbox, but I'm playing it on PC where it is Epic Game Store exclusive. Oh, that makes sense, sure. I mean, Epic publishes it, so. Well, it, I remember it looking like Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely got that it's definitely got that system. I mean, yeah, like um, the art, like the art the the art direction looked like Fortnite, not that yep. the game necessarily itself played like Fortnite. That's yeah. I mean, it's not that far off. You don't build, but there is a uh you know, you fire out of a cannon onto this island to <laughs> start. wrestle people. And you find crates full of stuff. And what the way it works is the the crates, the things that you uh the things that you collect are you basically do a build. You actually like build stats on each round. Wait, really? Yeah. So you find these you find these different color protein powders. There's red, green, and yellow. Sure. Okay. Red gives you more damage. Green gives you more life. Yellow gives you more stamina because all your moves and, and all your stuff takes stamina. And if you get winded, then you can't use your stamina. Then you can't. Uh, if you run out of stamina, you get winded and then you're vulnerable. So it's almost I don't want to say it's Dark Souls, but like it has a stamina based. It's the Dark combat Souls of systems. Fortnite. <laughs> um. <laughs> So there's that, but then there's also um, special. You have a basic three hit combo, which is like if you're using a controller, it's just square, square, square. And it's just like it's basically just, you know, chop, chop, chop mm-hmm. with a finisher that knocks down. And then there is triangle, which is sort of your finisher. And under normal circumstances, it's just like you go in for a grab and you go in for a grab and you do like a you do like a suplex backdrop thing. And those are the moves you start with. But then in the crates, you can also find books and books teach you special moves that you can map to L1 and R1. So there's different special moves that you can get 
in each, and you can and, only have two of them equipped at a time. You have to find them and equip them. And those can be anything from like a spinning Zangief lariat was, that yes. does like a. That's what I was going to ask you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all references to other games. There's a lot of Street Fighter in there. So there's the there's the spinning Zangief lariat that does like a big tornado around you. There is a big rising shore you can uppercut uppercut. There is a uh there is a stone cold stunner. There is the literal Final Fantasy X jet shot. No, there's not. They call it the wrecked shot. <laughs> God damn it. Where you like you knock somebody up so, in the air and then so you stupid. jump up. You jump up and like kick them away while they're like spinning like a ball. <laughs> that, is, that is so stupid. It's I love it so, so much. stupid. I love it so much. Holy crap. <laughs> there is uh I feel, I, you know what's you know what's sort of fun? As 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 I I want to hear what you're saying, but I just wanted to interject yeah. really quick is it's it's sort of fun to um so so at some point, you know, in, in your life, you would have heard these things. And I'm like, this is so stupid. God, it's just dumb. And, Probably, and now yeah. I'm I'm at this point where it's like, no, that's just the right amount of stupid. Like, I yeah. love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or maybe I just like stupid things now. <laughs> and there's possible. like, there's different levels of rarity for them, too. So you can get like <clears throat> the there's like green, blue and purple. And that's like the levels of rarity. OK, sure. Um, so like there is a, uh, the green cyclone, you basically just like spin around once or twice Mm -hmm. and it just kind of clears things out around you. And then blue, you spin around, you know, a little more and the range is wider. And then at purple, you can charge it and then it creates like a whole ass tornado all around you. Holy crap. So like all, most of the moves scale up to different degrees like that. So you want to have generally like blue or, or purple moves oh there's also the e honda uh 100 hand sumo slap yes yes which is that's one of my favorites actually it's super useful there is a choke slam Classic. um and then there is a uh there's a super move that everyone has it's common to everyone you have to charge up uh you basically charge up like a super meter and you do that either by collecting stars that are all over the map kind of like mario coins mm-hmm. or you uh or you charge it by fighting and when you pop your super, you regen health and your moves do a little more damage. I think you recover uh, stamina faster and you unlock a super move, which is uh, mapped to triangle on a on a PS anything controller. Um, yeah, they haven't changed their button layout ever. Yeah, they really haven't. It's, they added it's, it's trying shoulders, but otherwise it's been this and the, and the joysticks. But otherwise, it's been the same thing from the beginning. Or a Y on a on a Xbox controller, and mm-hmm. if you do that, then you uh, it's again a Zangief move, but basically you grab someone, you toss them up in the air, you uh, you jump up and grab them, and then you do the the spinning pile driver. Oh, the best move ever! Down to the down to the ground, and it does huge damage. And the best part is. There are things in the environment that you can bounce off of. Mostly cars. Like bouncy you, houses and... St- okay. Like, there, if you land on a car, it actually acts as, like, a trampoline. Of course, yeah. That makes sense. But then, there, like, there's some Someone's areas been... of the map where there's, like, an actual trampoline. Okay. 
but like the the thing the point is there's things on the map where you can you can get like a little a little bounce step so if you do the spinning pile driver onto something that has a bounce you will it bounce launches. back up in the air and get more height and you can do that like two or three times to the point where you are like now at the top of the map and you are like having a whole you were having a whole like atmospheric re-entry meteor drop. Okay, so it's I was gonna say it's it's the trailer. I remember the trailer for this a year ago or so. They showed something like that where someone was getting uh pile drived back into the the earth, like you know, some Dragon Ball yep. Z, Z, mm-hmm. Z thing. I remember I always think of uh when Raccoon is taking Vegeta into it because there's this like really cheesy it wasn't I don't know what it was, if it was just how it was drawn or what, but the way Vegeta's moving his head back and forth was always funny to me as a kid. Anyways, so then that was, that's that's awesome that it's in the game and not just part of the trailer. Oh yeah, no, it's totally like it's a it's a legitimate, really strong, really good strategy because like height matters. It actually ampl- It's not even just for. It's not even just for style. Oh, it does like, more damage. Yeah, you do more damage from higher from higher places. That's a lot of damage. So, like, literally, people will just go up to the, to, like, buildings and skyscrapers, and it's like, <laughs> if I can land this choke slam, then I will grab you by the neck, and then the jump take will take us off the building, <laughs> and I will just, we will go all the way down to the ground, and I will do, like, 700 of your thousand hit points That's with this rad. one move. Yeah, it seems fun. It's super fun, and it furthers my theory that every single game concept gets better the moment you remove guns from it. (laughs) Hey, you know, they they just added Dragon Ball Z characters to Fortnite. I saw that. I I didn't watch any of it, but can Goku, like, have a gun now? I don't think so. Because that does not seem like something Japan would be cool with. I don't think so. What I it seems like he's a special. It seems like he's a special character, and he fires. I don't know the mechanics because I don't play Fortnite. Yeah, but I have seen that he has the Kamehameha, Uh, and it is basically an instant kill to whoever it touches. Mm, So it's it's sort of like. Hard, maybe harder to control, but if you if you get it off, you're gonna you're, you'll be victorious, so to speak. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's balanced. I have Fortnite has done modes before where they have like deliberately overpowered characters. They did one for Infinity War a few years back, where there was oh, like a it's like where a there was like mode? a Thanos mode. I've, and I've, it was I've, basically I've, everybody versus Thanos. Uh, okay, I've never played any iteration of Fortnite, so I don't really know how it works i've seen some random videos of people building stuff while shooting but otherwise yeah. i've never i don't know how so there's different modes they they will occasionally introduce like a special crossover mode where they'll change well they'll kind of change like the basic game mechanics oh, that's around cool. whatever whatever character they've got i legitimately thought they were just skins whenever i saw the advertisements for those some those of them packs. are and i don't know how the dbz thing works i know that uh, I did a little bit of looking into when Infinity War did theirs, and the Thanos thing was like, okay, do you want to play the Thanos mode, where somebody is Thanos and everybody else is trying to stop Thanos from collecting the Infinity Stones? That's cool. So I this might be like that, but I have seen videos of, like, the Kamehameha <laughs> is so is so overpowered. 
and so ridiculous that like they literally have done experiments where like they'll line all 100 players up in a straight line (laughs) and goku fires off the kamehameha and it's just an instant win everyone dies immediately (laughs) you know that's that fits that checks out as far as i'm concerned yeah now here's what will make you really upset oh everybody has the kamehameha (laughs) <laughs> including no. vegeta i don't know <laughs> i feel like that was just done on purpose to piss everybody off it's like we designed one move <laughs> shut up everyone has it it's so funny because it wouldn't even be hard to do like his gallic gun or whatever I, it's supposed to be j- called it's and... literally just the it's same just move but a different color and a different hand like, gesture yeah it's like a different starting pose and hand gesture because he does like the back and front kind of thing and then yeah like who even who even cares <laughs> it's a big color blast i feel actually it could have been the same everything just changed the color of the blast like oh. his hands have to be in a slightly different configuration and you have to make the blast a different color and he has to not say kamehameha that's all you have to do is it would be better if it was all goku's voice actor like it's all uh what's his name sean shemmel i think like he does he's doing the voice for all the characters so it's just vegeta sounding like goku yeah i don't even know that would be that would be fantastic (laughs) okay i want to talk about rumbleverse i talked about rumbleverse it's free to play by the way that makes i mean that's kind of their mo right yeah I mean, Fortnite is too. So listen, it's... that's 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 where the big money is. Just ask any cell phone game developer. <laughs> and it is like it's got contingents of like the actual fighting game community into it as well, because there's stuff. Well, it sounds. I think that's what you kind of were alluding to when, when you remove guns, right? Yes. Because what can you do with guns? You well, you have to be able to shoot them, and that has to be the way you win. Right. Because if you recall, one of the best parts about Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was the i think people call them like there's like a joke about them being wraiths or something i don't remember but it was you know you you play as just a knife dude and you have your loadout be running around knifing people and i remember my my friend andrew he was really good at it and there was like a favela stage where he ended up getting the the nuke by because he killed 30 people without dying with just the knife by like running around and uh it was it was it was awesome I distinctly recall in my very, 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 very limited time playing any Call of Duty multiplayer game, um, which is limited, not zero, perhaps surprisingly. Um, <laughs> I do remember one of the uh, one of the more effective strategies being like, hey, that guy's shooting at me. I'd better run up to him and see if I can stab him. <laughs> and that would work about 50 percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, and in in two it was even better because there was like different loadouts you could kind of do to help it and all that kind of jazz. It was, or you had a a short range kind of shotgun. I, I can't remember what the really busted. I feel like it was some kind of shotgun that was really obnoxious. I don't know. There's always one loadout in those games where it's like this is the this is the stupid. This is what's ruining the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know because it's fun and everybody right. Can it's play fun it. and people like it so. So it's, it's different it's, if it's multiplayer and it's like if the game is so unbalanced towards one thing that it's like you, you either pick the thing that everyone's using or you just don't win 
True. And and I don't, that's not the case. Cause if you're, at least in my experience, if you were good with other stuff, you could beat the people doing that. Yeah. yeah. But it was, it, it was the low hanging fruit, right? Yeah. It's there. Totally. It's, 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 and yeah, it's hard to balance and you have to make sure things are balanced. I, I, that's why balancing multiplayer games must be a complete nightmare for, for I can't even imagine <laughs> balancing single player games that never have patches is sometimes hard enough. Hey, you want to, uh, do, yes, do, let's take a question. Then? Okay. Let's take a question. No, no bells and whistles this time. Cue the music. It's question from Swoggles. It's very short and sweet, straightforward. What is your favorite PS1 game? Oh, favorite PS1. Oh, man. Oh, man. So the first two thoughts that came to mind. Okay. I have Final Fantasy VII as an easy, easy one. Sure. Um, and then Metal Gear Solid. I, Metal Gear Solid has such a fun place in my heart because I, I, I remember getting it, um, and I didn't play it for a little bit. And I had a friend over, and we were looking at games we were like, oh cool, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, that's let's 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 play that. And we started playing it. We just got so absorbed into the game, and we were stuck, and we didn't know what to do. And it's like, what are you talking about? Call the person on the back of the box or the container or whatever. It was like, what on earth are they saying? And I had I had a footstool, like a big footstool in front of the sofa. And I don't remember if Jake or I was getting... One of us were getting up and to get like a snack. And we bumped the, the, the edge of the footstool where the jewel case was. And it flipped over. And one of us was like, hey, there's a, there's a thing on the... Oh, my God. And we just tried it and it worked. And it was just this holy crap. This is so cool. And it was, and, and then, you know, of course, you have this the Psycho Mantis fight where it's like telling yeah. you I've played Castlevania and everything. And, mm-hmm. and it's these, it's this moment of, wow, video games can do so much. Like yep. there's so much, there's so many cool things that can happen. I'm now plugging my controller into port two. This doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? And so it, it was, although. I've probably, I think, because I think Metal Gear, I, I might have to go with Metal Gear Solid just because it was sort of this big, it's kind of like this big keystone event in my gaming life where that's, it's probably, like, that's my favorite, I think Metal Gear Solid's my favorite series, like, that tells a story overall. Okay. It's just fun, and, and that's where it all began, and I don't know. Yeah, I'd probably, I'd probably go there. I have, there's all those are good ones, too, like Resident Evil, and playing that for the first time. Yeah, I think, I think I'll go with Metal Gear Solid. All right, that's a good answer. My, I like, I, before I answer that, before I answer the actual question question, I want to address that because um, you talking about finding the number on the back of the package just reminds yeah. me of my first experience with that. Yeah. Which was, I never played original Metal Gear Solid. My first and to date only experience with Metal Gear, uh, with Metal Gear Solid is Twin Snakes. Oh, really? <laughs> That's so that, like, yeah, when I played that, it was awesome because I, you know, you're just uh, it's like all the weird, crazy people were mad about it because it was so anime. And I was like, no, this is what did you think? What did you think Metal Gear Solid was? You thought it was a it's like saying Yakuza is a serious crime drama. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, what on earth are you talking about? Who this would is say Metal something like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, so specifically, um. My my experience was Twin Snakes, but specifically it was a copy of Twin Snakes that I rented from a movie store and thus had a this was in the era of like you don't have the game box. You have the you have the video store box. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So when when uh, the colonel says check the back of the package, 
I had the same I had the same experience as you where I was like, what the hell is he talking about? What does that mean? I'm I'm lost. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. Except that the back of the package did not have the information that I needed. <laughs> so even had I even had I realized it, it wouldn't have done anything for me. He would have been SOL for sure. Yeah. So that was 100% like I came to that and was like, oh, that's really cool. But I didn't really get to experience it because uh, what ended up yeah. happening is I had to. This was a, this was the beginning of the area era. This was like 2006. Like yeah, OK. Oh, when you played 2007, it, sure. something like that. Then yeah, I, then I, I, I got the game came it. out in four or five, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. I, I came to it three. later. Yeah. Um, cause I got my job at that video store in like 2005, I want to say. Sure. So it would have been like there or, you know, uh, a few months later. So mm -hmm. 2005, 2006, something like that is when I played it. Uh, this was in an era where you could look things up online to find out what's going on. Oh yeah. By then for sure. I mean, how so I absolutely was like, okay, I'm stuck. What the hell does Colonel mean by the back of the package? <laughs> and so I find all of these excited people being like, oh, it's so cool. You have to check the back of the box of the game. And it's like, oh, uh, uh, what? Okay. So hear me out. What if <laughs> I can't do that? And then I found something else where it's like the, the codec number is like, one whatever it is yeah yeah <laughs> one nine one three five or whatever yeah, it's so like you okay did, cool that's you didn't get to it you basically just you got completely walled and in yeah. <laughs> in a truly impossible state yeah it was completely like not my <laughs> fault at all there's nothing i could have done there's nothing i could have done differently whatsoever mm -mm. i mean i guess other than buying the I game mean, but or going through every single like, oh, oh yeah or, or brute forcing it yeah, which would have taken a little bit of time. But the the point of this story, other than like it being kind of funny that I didn't get to do the codec puzzle, is that uh, Metal Gear Solid is not a PS1 memory for me. I don't associate it with memory. the. Yeah, I don't associate it with the PlayStation one at all. Sure. Yeah. Um, In fact, OK, so bonus. The uh, the second part of the question is bonus round. No RPGs. Oh, OK. In which case, you know, in that case, you've basically answered that question extremely well. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, it would probably be like a, a Final Fantasy or a Chrono Cross if I were to if I were to pick. Because that was the whole reason I wanted to get the PS1 or PlayStation anything in the first place is because I fell in love with FF6 and I was like, I want to play more of these games. Man, I didn't even think of Chrono Cross, oddly enough. And that's one of my that's like my favorite rpg it's weird or it's like my favorite music from wow that's strange it didn't even come to my mind hmm. so the answer that i'm going to give for my favorite uh ps1 game is something is probably the last thing you'd expect knowing the person that i am now all right harvest moon back to nature oh man that game that's that's a that's a good pick is that an that's that is like that is that is a good game that is a game that I poured so much time into. And I think part of the reason why I have such a hard time spending like significant amounts of time with Stardew Valley is because I basically already like I played so much Harvest Moon back to nature on the PS one 
that I'm just like, no, nah, I'm good. I got what I wanted out of this experience like years ago. Yeah, I think that is going to be, that's so I, I have spent a stupid amount of time playing past Harvest Moons, and I've also spent a dumb amount of time playing <laughs> Stardew Valley. So sometimes sometimes you can get enough of the genre and sometimes you just can't. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this is like maybe I guess it's not that surprising knowing me. It's like I think it's probably weird for most people who know my gaming tendencies now to think that I would pour like dozens if not hundreds of hours into a harvest moon game yeah no that's 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 surprising but it is probably less surprising when you consider it from the perspective of like oh oh you mean you played this game for like a couple of hundred hours and completely burnt out on it and now you never want to play one again yeah i get that okay yeah that makes that sounds more like you That makes more sense. Yeah. Playing, playing a game a lot and then finishing it or, and then it's, it's, it's like when you were playing a, a, uh, Oh, Hades or, or, Mm. you know, undermine and stuff, right? Like you, you played the hell out of it and then the real game came out and you're like, yeah, yep. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I'm good. (laughs) I've, I've already, I've already had the experience that I wanted. It's, it's done. Move on. (laughs) Like the the current game for that is is Rumbleverse. Like I'm going to play a bunch of it for a few weeks and then I'm going to completely fall off. Never see it again. (laughs) It happened to Fall Guys. It happened to it happened to Hades. It'll happen to it'll happen to Rumbleverse. Just how it just how it works for me. I think that's probably true for most people. I feel like I don't know. I think there's a lot of people who have the tolerance to just like be one game players. Oh, yeah, I mm, I guess I'm thinking of being or like playing it so much where you get burned out. And yeah, then I, I guess the difference is like whether you, you go get back burned out and then go back to it. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Because because I'll get sick of playing, you know, Diablo or something, but then a few maybe months, maybe even a couple years in some cases. And then I'm like, yeah, I, I, I can play this for 12 hours straight today. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. I think you're I think you're. That's maybe more common than I was giving it credit that you would go back to something after being done. Because, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, heck, I'm an example of it. <laughs> <laughs> so never mind. I take it back. <laughs> that is that is that is not the norm. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've completely failed to uh, we were we were really close. And then we and then we ended up completely failing on cutting this first half short. So <sighs> let's take a break. Talk about Super Punch Out. Maybe we'll make up that time later. All right, so step one, the whole reason why we're doing a podcast on Super Punch-Out specifically right now is because if you haven't heard, after some 20, I don't even know, 20, almost 30 years, 28 years? I don't know when Super Punch-Out came out, I think it came out, out in 94. Um, so after all this time, a secret, like, debug two-player mode has been discovered in Super Punch-Out. Yeah, it's awesome. Where player two can play as like all of the, the 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 sixteen boxers, yeah, like that you're supposed to be fighting against with all of their moves and stuff too. Yeah, yeah, well, all mapped to buttons. Moves. I think it's like I think it's very clearly supposed to be a like testing or debug mode. Yeah, definitely. That like, was just I mean, kind of left in the game. It was not something that was supposed to be for us because player two is a at a, at a distinct advantage. <laughs> 
I mean, in in some very particular cases where it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is completely broken. <laughs> Such as Super Macho Man doesn't have to stop doing his spinning, uh, his spinning knockout punches ever. Yeah, it's just like, oh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, he can just just for the entire for the entire fight. Like he doesn't. There's nothing stopping him. No, it's it's something that is it's a testament to like what we were talking about before, where I love that these games and old games are being uh, played today and that people are still messing around with stuff and still looking for things and they're just they're discovering and still finding them. Yeah, it's it's weird that stuff like this pops up. But I'm always amazed when someone figures out a code for a game. It's like, how how did this happen? How did you figure this out? Yeah, you it's so beyond my understanding of how people because i've never i've never found anything like this ever yeah just by holding buttons down on random controllers and then in some ways this one isn't even ultra complicated so like wait how did someone not find this earlier (laughs) yeah i had the same reaction to it because it's basically just like it's not even like a complex series of of button presses or anything like that it's literally just like i i don't remember what the sequence is but it's like hold one button on one controller and hit two buttons on the other controller yeah, and then and it's then like it's such a it. simple it's such a simple sequence. So it's like it really feels like someone could have done that on accident a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when you think of, the you know, millions of people playing the game over the last 30 years. Yeah. How did nobody just like sit on their controller and put this in at some point? <laughs> so it, it, was, it was one of those. And then it's like, well, hmm, maybe because people aren't playing Super Punch Out that much. That's a good point. And that's probably why the only people playing Super Punch Out for the last maybe fifteen years are people that are uh, trained to do it blindfolded. It, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Literally, this is the code. You ready? Yes. Hold Y and R on a controller in the player two slot and press start on the player one controller. Yep. Yeah, that's it. That's li- that's the whole code. Like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be really complicated. Like. Some button sequences are like you had to exit and enter menus or do something strange. It's like, no, <laughs> it's like the Konami code is also intended to be sort of like a testing debug mode originally. Right. Yeah. That's more complicated than this. <laughs> like, yes. that's at least a button sequence that is like 10 buttons long <laughs> that you wouldn't likely do accidentally. Like it, it's a little bit it's a little bit more complicated that you have to hold the buttons on different controllers. Sure. But like, geez, holding the Y and R buttons on a SNES controller is something you can do casually while you're just holding it in your right hand. Yeah, like someone could have been holding that and then you press start, like because they're getting yeah, up or they're it, doing something. Like it, like I, it is stunning to me that nobody's little brother found this. <laughs> you know, like you give the little brother the controller so they can think they're playing, but they're really not. Yeah, absolutely. and like. You give them player two, which doesn't do anything, and they're holding buttons, and then you hit start, and then and then it goes into this thing, and you're like, what? <laughs> and, like, all it would have taken is for, like, one person to find this, and then start telling people, and word would have spread like wildfire, <laughs> and then eventually it would have hit the internet, and, like, that's how these things spread back in the day, is, like, one person found it, and then they told people, and then they told other people. And then that get that gets mixed in with all the with all the fake rumors of things that aren't real. <laughs> yes. 
And then eventually someone tries it, but I guess it comes back to you again. I guess people just weren't playing Super Punch-Out. I mean, that that is a reasonable conclusion to come to. It's just, it's always strange to me that in an era of data mining, things yeah. like that, like nobody, nobody ever decompiled a Super Punch-Out ROM and saw that there were inputs for a for a second controller. Well, how I don't know how this code was discovered, but maybe that's exactly how it was. So, like, in this era of data... Okay, like well, maybe... yes, but before now. Yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying. And I'm thinking that maybe that's all it is, is that it, now that we are in that era of doing that stuff, it's people dumping in old things and scoping it out, right? Yeah. It's that you... I think you hit the nail on the head, and that's that's why it is happening, and it's just kind of surprising, only because we both like super punch out. It's like, wow, how come have, how, how, how has this not been found before? <laughs> yeah. It's cause no one cared. It's cause no one cared. Like I said, the only people that care about super punch out to play super punch out are the ones doing it blindfolded for GDQ. <laughs> yeah, that's, those are, those are crazy. <laughs> Dude, they're nuts. They're totally. I had, under- I had such a hard time <laughs> just yeah, going through really. the game casually. And I've played it like a bunch of times before. Yeah, well, I was, so I decided to play it without save states. I did too. And I didn't, I didn't finish the last, uh, I didn't get, I didn't unlock the last mode. Um, what's it called? The, uh. Special circuit? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't do special circuit. I was like, I'm good. I'm, I'm just gonna, I I played. So wait, 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 wait. Well, you say you didn't unlock it. You mean you got to it, but you didn't like compete in it yes yeah yeah yeah. like i didn't finish so you it. beat macho man but you didn't fight narciss prince yeah yes okay gotcha yeah sorry that was not clear um and then that i was like i'm good that's i'm I'm happy with this i mean you've played it before so yeah super punch out like th- these games are so good and they're so good and they're so simple it's 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 okay for all intents and purposes i should not like this game i don't really like <laughs> i was thinking that myself because we've talked about this before where it's like you're not really a big fan of timing based games right and, and we talked about it during is. metroid dread because you didn't really like the parry mechanic yeah and it's yeah. like welcome to punch out a game that is just that mechanic and only that but it is only that mechanic so that i have that in my head as well that's what i'm going to be doing that's and fair i think yeah it's something about the controls are really good. Like everything yeah. feels great. And for having only three buttons and then some dodging and like, depending on where you're blocking and stuff, like it's, it's, it's really simple. It feels good to play. Uh, and I mean, I guess I can't say that I, I love it cause I didn't follow through and finish all the fights. Sure. So, I mean, but, but at the same like time, it. if they announced punch out a new punch out, I'd be stoked. Yeah, me too. I'd be really excited. I, I would, in fact, of all of Nintendo's IPs uh, that I would like to see kind of brought back from the dead, this would be one for me. Like this more than F-Zero, this more than even 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 like the Wave Race and stuff, because I, I like Wave Race, but I don't know if I'd want to buy Wave Race and race and all the races and stuff like, right? I, but I would. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, Wave Race is a racing game and it's cool and we have good memories of it and we like it, but like. How mu- how stoked are we really for a racing game? Right. It's, it's sort of like when Mario Golf was announced. I was really excited. Then it came time to buy it. And I was like, wait, do I want to play Mario Golf right now? I don't know. And then the same thing with Mario Strikers. Like, oh, yeah, I'm not, mm-hmm. not going to play this. I'm just, I think it's cool. 
Yeah. And I would play it at a friend's house or if I had friends over or whatever, but I don't have friends over that often. And that's, that's kind of it. So I was like, oh yeah, I don't really care about this, but punch out, punch out. I would just play. Yep. I would, I would, I would buy yep. the game and enjoy playing it. That would be, that would be rad. I've played through the Wii punch out probably like five times. I've never played the Wii punch out. Are you, that's the new punch out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, well, okay. I don't know how you would get it now. I mean, no, I, I guess you'd have to buy it physical and play it on, play it on like actual Wii hardware. I, 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 I own it because when I was working oh. at Best Buy, there was one day where they, it was, I don't remember why, but I got it for like five bucks or something. I was like, yeah, I'll buy it. And yeah, it's just works. sitting on my shelf. I, I, I booted it up one time and I played it for, okay, I can't say I never played it. I played it for like 15 minutes and I was like, this is neat. I don't feel like playing this right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that's understandable. It it's is a those... very good punch out though and you should play it. Okay, okay. You know, yeah. I, I it is kind of like, I, I think of it as like, it's kind of the definitive punch out, I think. Oh, wow. Like, I like Super Punch Out. I like Mike Tyson's Punch Out. I never played the palette swapped Mr. Dream regular punch out or arcade punch out. I've never played the arcade ones. But I. We punch out just elevates the game so much. Uh, okay. it just like the animations are good the characters are good there is a there's a whole title defense mode where there's like basically twice as many fighters because you fight through everybody the first time and then you fight through them again and they've got some sort of new mechanic so you have to learn like variations in their patterns and they do more feints Whoa. and they're really that's funny stuff too like glass joe has a helmet now <laughs> like there's a whole cut scene of him going to the doctor and the doctor showing him his skulls like yeah dude you've got cte you gotta stop this the, and I mean, he's like i screw that i'm gonna buy a training helmet and so the trick there is that like he you can't hit him in the face like raw anymore he you know someone someone king hippo, king hippo now has a manhole cover duct tape to his stomach so you can't hit him in the uh so you can't hit him in his weak spot it's really silly dumb stuff like that <laughs> they shouldn't let him fight anymore glass joe oh i know yeah he it's... should be forced to retire yeah i said the same thing about gabby J. in uh to bring us back to the actual yeah. game that we played this week yeah um he's like one in 99 and he's yeah. like 50 years old he's, and like, he's like six yeah and he's like, I've lost so many times, I've forgotten what it feels like to win. It's like, I bet that's not the only thing you've forgotten. <laughs> like, it's, there are there are organizations that handle, like, professional boxing licensure. And one of the things they have to, one of the things they're expected to do is not let someone keep fighting if they are not in physical shape to keep fighting. Like, yeah, they probably revoke, wouldn't let, you revoke that license. You probably you probably couldn't. Um, I, I, you probably you know, you can't really box the way anybody boxes in this, I suppose. That's but. true. I like I I've I talked a number of times about like fouls and things that you can't do in in boxing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm focusing on like the real the really uh, I, I'm focusing on the really specific stuff. Like, oh, yeah, the Bruiser Brothers throw elbows. 
and yeah, that's, that's a and that's a foul, right? You can't you <laughs> sure. can't bring your elbow down on somebody. That's not like you're not allowed to do that. Right. Or the uh or there was something really subtle where there's like uh the so Nick Bruiser the the champion, the final boss has a uh, has a really big uppercut that hits like twice. Oh my god. Cuz like you're hit, getting hit in the face and then Yeah, I think the implication is like you're getting the fist and then you can kind of like jut out the elbow right to right, like get the thinking. elbow into the chin. Yeah. And I'm like, "Oh man, he hit a he hit a foul in there." And the <laughs> chat was like, two fights ago you were fighting against a man just using a quarter staff." Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, are we are we talking about are we talking about boxing rules right now? Did we talk about boxing rules when the dude spit in your face or Dragon Chan jumped off the top rope to do a to do a uh, to do a, a flying a do a flying head kick? <laughs> so like yeah, every fine. punch out game has characters that just blatantly cheat. Yeah. Like that's that is a staple of the franchise. It's never going anywhere. Like cheaters gonna cheat. <laughs> I I don't think there is a worse set of cheaters anywhere in the Punch-Out universe than there is in Super Punch-Out. <laughs> like it's so much more egregious. Yeah, like they they really went full cartoon on They the, really did on the characters. I mean, you've got you've got the clown throwing throwing balls at you. You've got <laughs> you've got karate dude jumping off the top rope to kick you in the face. You've got multiple characters actually doing kicks. Yep. Yep. Um, you've got Hoy Carlo, who is straight up just hitting you with a stick. <laughs> he's he's just whacking you with his freaking staff. You've got mass muscles spitting in your face. You've got like, I mean, I'll, I'll even give a pass to like Heike Guerrero for doing like this weird mirage technique. Because like, sure, there's nothing in the rule book against you know, doing like a fast ninja thing. You, you want to, do you want to know something kind of fun? Sure. So I was looking through the, the character lists again, right now, uh, the names and stuff on the uh-huh. punch out fandom wiki. And now because of the debug mode stuff, it has a, a, a list of their moves and how to do them. Oh, that's awesome. It's a that cool. <laughs> like it's, it's like, it's here, not gonna... at all unexpected. Like I hear that and I'm like, oh yeah, of course they should have that. Sure, sure, but it's it's the fact that there's now a way you can be like, oh, here's how you do his left hook, left jab, left yeah, body yeah, blow, yeah, yeah. stuff. Like it's it's just it. I don't know. I think that it's fun that it's that this code is it that, that there's so much content behind such a simple button press. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And it's the whole again. It's the whole reason that I wanted to do. Um, this whole reason I wanted to do this for a podcast is just because I wanted to talk about this mode existing because it's so it's so cool that it exists, but it's also so bizarre that it just was lying dormant for so long. And then all of a sudden just came out of the woodwork just like a couple weeks ago. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I just realized I'm I'm going to I'm going to include this in one of one of my courses because it's all about uh, how, how we it's like information science is, is what the course is. And it's, and it's, mm. I'm thinking about how you gather and collect and how we look at data and all of this stuff. And 
this was discovered because of something like that or the way that it's now part of it. Like now this is part of the super punch out, you know, so in 20 years from now, if anyone cares about super punch out, it's like, yeah. oh yeah, this is the thing that's in it, right? Like it's, it's just part yeah. of the history of the game. It's not, it's not. And then like, it'll be a footnote that it's like, did you know it took them like 30 years to find this? Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, cool. Like it won't, it's, I think that's, that's, it's sort of a, it's a really cool piece of history that I'm, yeah, I'm glad that we got to play. It's been a really long time since I played Super Punch-Out! Because again, Twitch style games are not my favorite. And sure. pattern recognition, like the style of, I was like, yeah, you know, I like Super Punch-Out! But then as, as I was playing again, just kept thinking, man, this is really fun. And if I had more time or if this was a new game, I would love to invest it, uh, mastering the 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 you know the the end of it because i just you know yeah just, yeah yeah. Like, yeah the first round's easy the second round's mm -hmm. pretty easy then the third round it starts to get a little harder yeah i had to do the i had to do the special mode probably three or four times like fully game overing and going back through it again yeah um and every time i went through it it felt a little bit better went a little bit cleaner a little bit smoother i and saw that by the end of it it was just like oh wow this feels really really good to play yeah, I, I solved your very last fight because you were so happy because he left like an opening. You're like, oh, beautiful. Thanks for. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was, and then you just took him down. I was like, that was, thank you so much. Like, it was just this fun. It's the, 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 what's, what's special about this style of game and this style of design of game is the sense of progression you get as long mm -hmm. as you're patient enough to kind of learn instead of just button mash right yeah you don't get any stronger at all as the game moves on all but, of the all of the power progression is just you learning yeah and it's and it's a it's like a a huge difference if you uh if you if you give yourself that chance right like yeah. like it's mm -hmm. it's basically it almost becomes i'm not gonna say cheating because you still have to do the buttons but yeah. it's it's the difference between the first time you play it and then like the the 10th time you play it is so in it's it's the the sense of progression is huge even though nothing's changed aside from yeah. what you've what you understand about the characters yeah it's one they, of my it, that feeling that feeling of like this is easier because i'm better is like one of my favorite things in all video games yeah yeah that makes sense. like well, that especially is that is the feeling that i'm chasing all the time is like this used to be difficult and now it's not yeah and that's that is i feel like that is the the main sense of progression in most twitchy sort of uh games like that right like like hard platformers all that yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah. the game doesn't get easier usually it's just that you get better right did, did so did you know that this was being developed alongside star tropics 2 no <laughs> yeah i i guess it was the, the nintendo that that sector sector of nintendo was in charge of doing star tropics 2 which you know only released in north america and super punch oh yeah Out. that's right and they both released uh they both released like in 94. yeah i, for, I, I always forget that star tropics has that weird like late development cycle thing going on with it yeah i don't know and it, yeah they, they just they just like eh, star tropics 2 it's fine <laughs> just let it go and, you know i didn't know that charles martinet did the the voices. I did know that. That's his first Super Punch-Out. It was his first voice role with Nintendo. <laughs> how how crazy that that's how we got Mario later. It's like, I don't even think, I, I think the story goes, they like, they weren't even really considering him. 
He just like he just happened to be there. <laughs> he was and they were like, can you do else. an Italian accent? And he and he <laughs> did the Mario accent, which I think he had picked up from doing like a production of the Taming of the Shrew or some like some kind of like Shakespearean uh, oh, wow. thing that he was filming. And he just did the character that he was doing f- for that. And they were like, that's perfect. Because I, I, I think I think he also, before doing Mario 64, where he really, you know, had to do more sound stuff. Right, yeah. I think he was, I, I, I could be wrong about this, but I think he was Mario in, um, uh, uh, Mario teaches typing. I almost called it Mavis Beacon <laughs> teaches typing. <laughs> I mean, understandable. I think he might have been Mario in that, where they were like, we don't care. <laughs> we need someone to play Mario in this game that no one's going to care about. <laughs> you know, a surprising number of people still care about Mario teaches typing, but not Dude, for the right reasons. Well, I mean, you know, you know that it sold close to like a million copies. Well, yeah, like to 92. schools. Well, I, that's probably true when they, yeah. Okay. That's a great metric. I never, I mean, thought not about that that doesn't that's, count, but like, no, it, it definitely counts. That's a, <laughs> that counts. <laughs> I mean, honestly, in that era, being that successful selling video games to schools is a really, really impressive thing in and of itself. <laughs> Do you think Mario teaches typing is on one of is at like archive? Oh, probably, almost definitely. Things? Yeah, um, I assume it's I assume it's very highly sought after abandonware at this point. <laughs> Do you is there a a story behind people caring about it, but for the wrong reasons? Oh, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. It sounded it sounded like there might you might have something. No, I just mean like I Mar- people remember Mario teaches typing because they played it as kids, and it's a weird thing that they got to play at school, not because they learned typing from it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's that is one of those fun, uh, like how how things change, right? How we we took typing classes. They don't they don't teach typing classes in school. They just kind of assume things. at this point. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, these people, they're they're born with the ability to type. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, and it's I, just like, it's just like, skip over that and let's, like, move straight into, like, here's how to actually use a computer. Right. Like, learn the typing on your own, but here's, you know what? I'm going to stop. I haven't been in school in a long time. I don't know how they teach typing. I assume there's some sort of introductory thing now, but it's probably just looped in with other computer literacy stuff. Yeah, I have no idea if they, if there's... We, we are we are speaking something. of things that we do not know about. True. It just seems like there's not typing classes, but there's probably that in addition to other stuff now. Or it's like, yeah, it's like tied into right other aspects of school. So but it's not, yeah, sorry. No, I was I was gonna I was gonna bring things back around. Please do. Um, who was your who's your favorite fighter? <sighs> That's a good question. I think I, so when I played it the very first time, I was really, really bad. Sure. Everyone is. And I don't know why, but I just kind of liked, uh, the, the, the second fire you ever fight bear hugger. He just made me laugh. Bear hugger is super fun. And I, so he's, he's one of the most memorable ones for me, but that's probably because I fought him a lot. (laughs) Yeah, that's like, fair. Because I was genuinely just terrible at this game. Well, like, he's a really difficult wall to get over at first because he's just taking away half of your moveset and being like, deal with it. Yeah, and I didn't, 
and like i was like just the level the mashing. the scaling of difficulty in this is really bizarre because i don't think it's even at all well and it's and it's kind of strange because i i do like how they introduced the progression in the minor circuit though because like piston hurricane he he once you realize oh you're just supposed to stand there and then block low yep. high low high yep. or high yep. low high low i don't remember now um it changes it's it's like oh yeah okay that's an aspect of the game i didn't think about because once once you get through that he's a really easy fight yeah and uh, i think super punch out does a better job of emphasizing the actual block yes than any other game in the in the franchise so to answer your question i probably just like the the it's it's this is kind of a cop out but i sort of like the four characters from the minor circuit just because they're the ones i have the most memory of playing that's verse. fair that's um, totally fair and and I, then the, the the clown guy because the first time I saw it I was like that's that's the worst thing ever. I hate Mad Clown so <laughs> much. I hate clown. I hate his design. I hate fighting him. Everything about him is awful. I have to say something off topic. Did you ever hear the movie or see the movie Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Nope. Have you heard of it? Yes. So they're making a video, a new video game. Yes, they are. You are correct. <laughs> what I've heard Earth? about this. Yeah, I saw. So it was, Leticia has a memory of it from when she was in, like, you know, somewhere between first and fourth grade. I don't remember exactly. Where they had, they played old movies on this random daytime channel in Brazil. And one of them was that, and she's terrified of it. And it, like, you know, it was one of those, like, scarring memories as a child. Yeah. Where everyone has something like that with some kind of movie. And so... Weirdly, like, mine is Mars Attacks. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I've not seen it, in, you know, since it came out. I don't but think I... it's worth watching again, but I watched it at a time when I was, like, not in the right headspace for it, and I was, like, 10 years old, and I was sleeping <laughs> over with my cousin, and I just, everything about it, just, like, I had nightmares about it for a week. Oh, no. Yeah, I, you know... I saw it in the theater, and then I probably saw it one time on HBO, uh, like a year later, a couple years later, and that was it. I don't. I remember enjoying it, but I bet it's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even about the movie's quality. No, 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 it was no. Just it's like it's the idea of it, like the the imagery, right? Because as a yeah. kid, it doesn't matter what it's. It's yeah, as yeah, a kid, yeah. what 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 hits those things is nothing. It's not necessarily grounded in what makes sense or what's logical. It's just hey, this this hit that spot, and yep. whatever, for whatever reason, it's now stuck in my head, and it's really yep. spooking me out. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so that, that that was just a, I when I I didn't see it real like live or like because I guess they did it at one of the game events that's happening. Mm -hmm. I would not have guessed that would be one that would be being made into a video game. Gotta say that's not, I never. That's just. <laughs> it it <laughs> strikes me as space. like someone got the license for cheap and was like, might as well do something. Yeah, and instead of just making them like an unlockable character in Dead by Daylight or something, <laughs> it's it's. Oh let's, yeah, let's that make a made whole, sense. Let's just make an entire game around it instead. I mean, it's it's nothing if not ambitious. True. So, what's your favorite uh fight? Um it's funny cuz I he's kind of annoying to fight, so I wouldn't say he's like my my favorite favorite, but like I have a really soft spot for Aaron Ryan. Ah, uh, okay. The um, Irish boy. Part like part of the reason for that is because the reputation that Aaron Ryan has is for being this sort of like hooligan cheater. Yeah. And he is probably the least cheating person. Like he probably, he probably actually like is one of the most honest, true boxers in the entire game. <laughs> 
like the worst thing he does is he'll like clinch you yeah. and it's implied that he might be like he's clinching you and is maybe like getting in some some dirty in shots at in the in the meantime but like mm-hmm. this is like literally after a dude spits in your face <laughs> And before a dude hits you with a staff. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think in terms of like the one I ended up having the most fun fighting, unpopular opinion, I expected to have a really hard time with Hoy Carlo. Yeah. And ended up really, really enjoying that fight. And I think it is kind of for the same reason that you said you like the minor circuit. I fought as a as as a youngin. I fought Hoy Carlo a lot because he's really difficult. Yes. And yeah. his and his uh his patterns take a lot of work to recognize and react to. So Hoy Carlo going into it this time was like he was like the one fighter where he's like, okay, the muscle memory's here. Oh wow, yes. Yeah. So, like that that kicked in. It all came I, back, yeah. I should also point out that Super Punch Out more than a lot of games is one that I learned initially with save states because i didn't own it i emulated it yeah so it was one of the first games where like i really really heavily save stated it to the point where i was basically putting together almost tasks like runs (laughs) of like hitting all of the counter punches and just learning like the shortest way through each fight rather than just learning how to play it casually and like actually read and react so I ended up with like a very, very aggressive approach to Super Punch-Out. Oh, so yeah. So that's 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 why when you were playing it the other day, you you were you probably had more trouble than you were thinking you might just because yeah. you were used to in your head. You have this task memory. I mean, you have this memory of like the string of what to do. But then when you have to actually play it and if you make a mistake, you're like, oh, wait, how do I recover? from Yeah, that exactly? the string, the string that is in my mind. Oh, sorry. The You're string good. that's in my mind is basically the ideal perfect timing run. Right. And right. anything that falls outside of that becomes much more difficult. Yeah, that makes sense. So I there was a lot of it where it's like, all right, I know what his moves are and I know basically how to react to them, but I don't like I don't have the muscle memory to like really react to them and I don't have the patterns memorized to know exactly what he's going to do. Mm-hmm. So I had to relearn a lot of it. But Hoy Carlo was the one where I like never really got that good with him. So I just had to learn him more casually. Sure. And so when I got back around to him, I was like, oh, no, I got this, actually. (laughs) And I had I actually ended up having a lot of fun with him. His patterns like you have to do a lot of memorization. But like once you once you learn what he does, they're really he's really satisfying to fight. That's awesome. What a what a cool that that that's worth the price of playing this game again for the podcast just so you have the now now you have the experience of playing through it you know legitimately yeah 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 and and to go with your 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 task experience too so it's that's that's really cool <laughs> i don't know why that 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 makes me really happy that like i don't know you 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 sort of conquered it both ways yeah it was very fun I, i'm very i'm very happy we played it i don't however have very much more to say about it uh, you know the the I was gonna say the music, but it's just kind of fine. It's like whatever. It's it's weird. My memory of the music for this game goes with just a random um, song from OC Remix, where some guy's singing, and it's not very good. But 
it's kind of catchy and fun. And then it's like, oh, wait, I think that's actually more the music from um, just Punch-Out. Yeah. Cause yeah, it's the- weird how different this feels from classic Punch-Out, from like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Yeah, like, I guess it's the same style of game, but it's different in about as many ways as it could possibly be. Bark, 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 bark. Yes. Yeah. Hey. The... Hey. Chill. <laughs> I'm gonna mute. You talk for a bit. Okay. I don't have that much to say, so this is an interesting segue into what is probably going to end up being the end of the podcast here. <laughs> the, okay, the... I think I've got them under control. But yeah, this can be this can be the end of the podcast. I don't have that much else to say. I the the last thing I want to land on is like it's a weird <sighs> that'll be Dio. Um Dio's like, "You said you were setting a timer." <laughs> yeah, I do actually need to take them outside. It was raining this morning, so I didn't get to take them. So, that's probably what they want. Anyway, it's it's weird that this is the sequel to Mike Tyson's Punch Out because it's clearly the same type of game, but it's so differently designed. It looks when, different, it feels different, the music's different. Like, it's got a it, totally it, different style to it. Is it a different Little Mac? Yes, I think that's canon. I think okay. this is a different character. Are all of the Little Macs? Different? I think we, I think we Little Mac is the same as uh, original Punch Out Little Mac. So this is just a different Mac guy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, because he's not training anymore with uh, uh, Doc. Uh, Doc. Doc Brown. Doc. Yeah, I was gonna say Lewis. Doc Lewis. Doc Brown is isn't, Back to the Future. Isn't Brown? <laughs> I was gonna say. I think. I think that's the wrong thing. <laughs> okay, Dio. All right, Dio wins. Dio. Dio is the 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 law here today. Dio. Dio is the is the boxing champion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>